Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smithtown Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. And it is that time of the week again, back here in my home studio, ready to give you guys a little bit of motivation, hopefully some insight, maybe something you haven't thought about before, uh, in my opinion, something that'll be super valuable to help everybody and just be a little bit uh, more inspired and have a little bit more uh, to work towards and hopefully motivate you to do that much better, right? to look at things a little bit differently. So I want to start this week by talking about uh, what inspired today's episode. So last week, it was Monday night, and I was leaving my school. I was getting ready to leave my school. I just taught an adult beginner class, and a bunch of the people in that class have trained together for years, literally years. Uh, very, very long time. And what was awesome is, in addition to the people who had been there for years, there was also a new guy who had just started only about a week or so earlier. And when we did, uh, when he did, it was funny, he was kind of taken a little aback because he was the new guy and there were all these people that had trained together for years. And he kind of felt a little, uh, I don't want to say on the outs, but he could see that they were very close and obviously he was not close yet. But this awesome moment's happening. It's a half hour, maybe even 40 minutes after class is over and all these guys have been dismissed from the school. So I've cleaned up. I've done everything I needed to do around the school to be able to close up for tonight to make sure everything was ready to rock and roll for the next morning. And I go out to my car, and as I do, I notice not, as, not only is there one or two of them, but the entire group from the adult beginner class is standing there. And it's been 40 minutes since I let them outside. It's been 40 minutes for them since they've been able to go home and hit the shower. But they didn't. They sat there and they talked with each other for another, I don't even know how long. Obviously, it had been 40 minutes while I was getting in my car and going. And I only presumed that they stayed even longer. And that's beautiful. These guys had such a connection, even the brand new guy who had just signed up. They all had such a connection that they continued to stay long after they were dismissed to bond and talk and you know, do the things that friends and family do in terms of gathering together and sharing attention. And it was just such a beautiful moment. And to me, it's one of the things that I pride my school on, that we have such an awesome community that even though that guy who had just started had just started and everybody else had been around for years still he was welcomed right back in and he was there along with everybody else being welcomed into the family and i thought that was just awesome and that is kind of what i want to talk about today not only the value of but the fact that everybody needs a community so important. Right? Think about the expression about raising a child. They always say, when it comes to raising a child, it takes a village to raise a child. Right? It's not just mom and dad that do it. And obviously, that's because there's extended family involved and teachers and coaches and all of those other things. And I'm a very happy to be a part of a great many villages uh, for a great many children. 
I love being a part of it. I love helping them go through the things that they go through, and I love love to guide them and help make their lives you know, a little bit better in the same way that my sensei made it a little bit better for me as well as other people and other coaches and mentors throughout my journeys. And I think that's super valuable, but somewhere along the way, we forget that adults need a lot of the same things that kids do. And we forget sometimes that we need a community. People hear that and they think like, nah, I don't need a community. I just need like one person I can tell everything. I just need like you know one friend or confidant who I can be completely open with. And I kind of disagree with you there. I'll tell you, you why. Because when I think of your, your community, I think of a vast group of people. And not all of those people are going to be there for you to share everything about. For example, as I think about my own community, if I want to talk about stuff to do with my school, with my work, I'm not going to talk with my friends who don't know anything about martial arts or really truly understand what I do. I'm not going to talk to them about it. That's not their purpose in my community. Instead, I'm going to call one of the other senseis, one of my other friends, and we're going to talk about it, me and, me and that friend, because I know that person can completely relate to what I'm talking to, about. That's why we're such good friends, because we're able to talk about those things that have to do specifically with that. And I even look at, like, you know, who knows who and, and so forth. For example, if I have something on my mind about my, me and my wife's relationship, I'm not going to go and talk to friends that I know are going to see her. her. And maybe think about her differently because of some silly thing I might have said that they maybe they interpret some kind of way. And there's other people for that. There's other people in my community for that. I have certain things that I'll talk to my mom about all day. There's other things I totally will not talk to my mom about at all. And, you know, I'm going to go and, and talk to my wife about it, for example, or, or anybody else. And it's funny when you look at the parent relationship, how even that changes, you know. I'm lucky in that I don't just have one or two parents. Actually, I have three. You know, I have my mother, my father, and my stepfather. And each one of them played a distinctly different role in terms of the things that I was going to go to them about when I was a child. And that illustrates one of the points that I wanted to make about the community, is in your community, different people wear different hats. And that's just because different people are different people. There are some people who you want to gripe about some things about, but you know them well enough to know that gripe's not going to get you anywhere with them. But then again, you can go to that other friend of yours who you know that person is not only going to relate to you in terms of that gripe, but they'll hear you. Right? They're not just going to um, dismiss it or give you a counter-argument. They're going to be right there along for the journey with you. And sometimes that's just what we need. Don't get me wrong, there are other times where we need the person to bounce the idea off of. We need the person where I'm like, okay, I need to hear the counter to this argument. And you're my person for that counter argument. So let's hear what you got. That's okay too. We need that person as well. Don't get me wrong. That's why our community has to be big. Right? And that's why I encourage you to be a part of a community. Because the bigger your community, the more you can count on everyone for something different.
right? For example, I have several friends who live very close to me. We went away for a long weekend this weekend, being Labor Day, and we needed somebody to feed our cats. Sounds like a silly thing. I know my neighbors. I could ask them in a heartbeat, and they would do it. I know my other friends who live very, very close, even though I might consider myself better friends with them. Uh, I know that they're allergic to cats, so I know I can't count on them to come and take care of the cats. It's just not in their wheelhouse. But that's okay. I don't need to count on them for that. I count on those friends for other things, which is exactly the way that it works. We all need the different people to uh, be able to take care of different things for us, to have a different strength for us. Right? Some of our community is built in. Our family. Right? I mentioned parents earlier, but this also is certainly the case for siblings. If you have you know, if you have a good enough relationship with your siblings, but also on to cousins. You know, obviously I'm Italian. If you've heard my last name, that's no real surprise to you. So I have a pretty big family on my father's side. And we have a whole bunch of cousins. And there are some cousins that I'm very close with and that, you know, I would tell anything to. And, you know, some that I definitely do that, you know, if something's going wrong and, and I need somebody to listen, they'll be in those people, that list of people, who I'll call or text, and they'll be there for me to wear that hat for me. And by the same token, this even goes to like the silly technical things. What do I mean by that? Simple. I mean that we all have that one person in our life that, man, I'm having trouble with you know like balancing my checkbook. Let me call you know Uncle Johnny, who's the accountant. Ah, oh, man, I'm having trouble with my plumbing. All right, let me call you know so-and-so because they're they know all about plumbing oh I, I need some you know do it do it yourself kind of help around the house let me call my uncle pete you always have that person who relates to that thing right like i have a couple of friends who are like the car guy for us so like if we've encountered something like, listen i can't make this thing work for the life of me they're the phone calls that i make <laughs> that's their value in the community the thing about the value in the community is we have to realize that it's two-sided. and That's something we can't forget. That being having somebody as a part of your community is basically you agreeing to also be a part of their community when they need stuff, when, when they need to lean on you for something. You have to be there, which sounds like not that big a deal, but sometimes it can be. But that's okay. That's what we agree to by being social creatures who have this community all around us. Now, I was starting to touch on this earlier, that there is some of our community that's built in. And again, I was giving the example of parents and you know cousins and siblings and all of that. What we have to also think about is the other type of our community, the other people who make up that community. And those are our friends. Those are the ones that are found. They're not built in like family is. But the beautiful thing about it is you choose those friends. So you, you may choose them based on their strengths and weaknesses in this case. You might say, okay, you know, me and this friend, we really vibe over this specific thing that we think about. You know, oh, you know, this band or this sports team or, you know, this about sports, you know, whatever. Like, I know I have my friends that will, for example, come over and watch the UFC. 
I have other friends who don't really have an interest at all. That's okay. They don't need to. We're still good friends. Just because they don't like the UFC doesn't mean that we're not friends anymore. It just means that they're not the friends I'm going to invite over when there's a UFC fight on. Instead, I'm going to invite over to friends who I know would be into the idea. And that's the beauty of it. That As you build this community, you also build the bonds within it. Right? You are... You are as much there for them as they are for you. Think about it this way. The worst type of friend that you can... Sorry about that, guys. A little technical difficulty, but I'm back. So as I was saying, the worst type of friend... Let's talk about that worst type of friend for a second. The worst type of friend is the one who's always keeping things one-sided. In other words, you're always doing things for them. You're there to be part of their community... But when you need that person to listen or you need that help with something, they're never available. I don't know about you, but not only do I dislike friends like that, but I dislike ever feeling like a friend like that. Like if, uh, for example, one of my friends, when we bought our house, was super helpful. And all the time when we were working on projects, they were here and they were helping us. And they were a huge part in helping us get our house to where we wanted it, to be able to live in it, to finish the projects that we had set out for ourselves, and so forth. But when they had their house, it ju- when they got their house, it just so happened that the first couple of weeks they were doing work on the weekend at their houses, that other things happened to be going on. And not like flippant little things, you know, like family birthdays and these type of things, things that could not be rescheduled. And I felt terrible for that week or two that I couldn't go over there and help them out the way that they helped me out. So it wound up where uh, after many weeks, we wound up there uh, painting radiators with them just you know, as a show of support to continue to return the favor and be part of each other's communities. Because in the end, at the end of the day, we both make each other's lives better by being a part of each other's communities. That's the beautiful thing. It's one big cohesive group. Now, that doesn't mean that all of your community has to interconnect. As a matter of fact, I think in some ways it's even better if it doesn't. Because if it doesn't, then they have a better opportunity, a better chance to keep their own unique strengths. Again, I I use the example of my friends who like the UFC and others who don't. My neighbors, for example, the wife is a medical doctor. And the idea of watching people get punched in the head, that's not something that appeals to her. That's okay. By the same token, I also know that the kind of like more, um, let's call it more relaxed type of things that she is into are not the type of things that my MMA friends would be into. That's okay. They don't, they'll cross-pollinate here, uh, you know, on the occasion that she comes over and she you know, happens to, to be watching fights or if they both happen to be at a barbecue we have or something, that's where they'll cross-pollinate. That's where they, they'll make whatever connections they, they may need because even though they don't have the same connection to me, they may have a connection for each other that works. And that's the beautiful thing about community is it builds and it builds and it builds in almost an exponential way. It's beautiful when all together you're able 
to build that community, not just for yourself, but also to help your friends find the other friends they need to build their community up, to find the help and support that they need. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what that community is there for, for support. Sometimes we need the moral support. Sometimes we need that little bit of encouragement, that little bit of a nudge in the right direction. Right? That's beautiful. I know what happens all the time in my school when maybe someone has been sick for a while and missing class or whatever, and their classmates will be online pumping them up and talking to them and trying to get their mind just right for class. So magically that person will be able to get themselves back and back on track and able to get a great class in no matter how long it had been since they were in last. Again, the community coming together to support the member that needed a little bit of help. That's exactly the value of community. That's the beautiful part. We want that to happen. Without it, nothing else will. So, again, I was talking earlier about how that community that you build comes from two different places. One being family and the other being friends. And neither one is better than the other. Uh, the only thing that makes them better or worse in any way is the level of help that they are in your community. I know a great many people who are much closer with their friends than they are with their family. That's fine. That's a-okay. That's, in my opinion, not a bad thing at all. So what we have to realize is this, that when we have somebody who is part of our community, whether it's a family member who winds up there automatically, or if it's a friend who is someone that we choose to put in that circle, as long as they're helpful to us, as long as they're there to support us and you know, be there for us as we, as we all move together in the right direction, as long as that happens, then great, you've got your companion, you've got your bit of community that you need. But like I said, make sure it is a two-way journey. Right? As much help as they are to you, you need to be to them as well. And to me, it's funny, I feel like when we first talk about this, the thought is simply just like, oh, somebody to complain to. Not really. It's somebody to bounce ideas off of. Somebody to really think about, like, you know, what are we going to do to do X, Y, and Z? Which is, again, a very smart thing to be thinking. For example, right now as schools are reopening here on Long Island, what I see a lot of parents doing and talking about is the different ways that they are mitigating the time that they need to take in order to avoid um, leaving their kids in the lurch in their education while they have to adapt to the situation and the schedules that schools are putting out. Beautiful. I, this, this afternoon, before adult class, there was like a 20-minute window where three adults are outside and they're all talking about exactly how they're handling this time and schooling for their kid. The beautiful part about it is how much they all got out of it together as they all worked together and thought out their problem out loud. Now, did anybody go into that conversation seeking out help? No, it happened organically. And sometimes those organic conversations like that are the best. They help us travel the furthest, which is, again, another beautiful thing. And speaking of beautiful, I think this is going to bring us to the end of another beautiful episode 
of today's podcast. As always, you can reach me via email at senseileonelli at gmail. If you go on to Instagram or Twitter, find me at sensei underscore leonelli. If you're going to go and find me on Facebook, I'm Sensei James Leonelli. If you're going to go find my school on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. Twitter and Instagram is at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. If you were going to go and uh, look up more about us on our website, that would be TSKSmithtown.com. More about Tiger Shulman's as a whole at TSK.com. Find the podcast on Instagram at TSSmithtownPodcast. And until next time, my friends, I will see you guys on the mat.